Anybody else drum along to the music? What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Today is Thursday. It's January 19th, 2023. How are we over halfway done with the first month of the year? This is absolutely insane. My name is Jeremy. This is my first cup. I want to say good morning to all of you. Who is here? Good morning to Mark, Rebecca, Brian, Nathan, all the rest of you out there, whether you are watching live or maybe later, or maybe somewhere down the line, you're listening to this. I don't care when, I don't care how. I'm just happy that you are here joining me. Thank you. So what's going on? How was your Wednesday? I hope your Wednesday was even half as good as my Wednesday. I had a really good day. You notice I've been having a lot of really good days. Part of it is because I'm setting out a bunch of stuff to make the day better. I'm getting up at 5 a.m., which, yeah, it's not easy. It, it, I didn't want to do it this morning. Did not want to do it, but I dragged myself out of bed and did the stuff that I needed to do, planning my day, visualizing my day, all that good stuff, and it makes a difference. So I want to hear about your day. I want to know what your Wednesday was. I want to know what Thursday has in store for you, what you're excited about, maybe what you need some support on, and let's talk about it in the chat. I don't care what platform you're coming in on. If you want the most conversation, that is on Facebook. But if you post something that, that seems worth sharing with everyone, I'll post it. I'll, I'll post it. I will uh, put it on the screen. There we go. Now, the first thing I'm probably going to remind you a couple times of this. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, State of the Martial Arts, a Whistlekick live stream that sounds dramatic, and you're, you might be expecting like fancy backgrounds and stuff. No, this is me presenting some information about where I think the martial arts industry is, where it should go. And sadly, all the people that I reached out to, to say, hey, would you like to be part of this? Either did not respond or do not have time. Well, I think that says something. And I will, you decide what it says. Okay. It is also Thursday, which means it's martial arts radio release day. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Dennis. Uh, yep. I broke my train of thought because it's Thursday. We have a new episode. Today's episode is fun and it features uh, somebody who is maybe we're handing off Craig Wareham's title. If you didn't know, Craig Wareham held by far the record for the most episode appearances without being interviewed. And he was proud of that. I think it was something like eight or 10. Uh, he probably knows the number. And they um, say had, well, he still has the record. Uh, a little bit of foreshadowing there. I won't get into it. But we had somebody else on this episode with Andrew and I. This episode titled Martial Arts Friendships. And... Maybe you're thinking, oh, it's a bunch of people talking about why they're friends. No, it's not that. That would be boring. Nobody wants to listen to that. What it is instead 
is an episode where we talk about the importance of friendship within martial arts and the challenges of friendship within the martial arts because it's not all one-sided. And so on this episode, I'm joined by Andrew and I'm joined by Craig, but I'm also joined by someone that I know just a little bit now and have been getting to know better, a friend through Andrew, Abby. So the four of us had a great conversation at Craig's school after three of us did some superfoot training. And I think it came out really good and I hope that you enjoy it. It is available in video. And uh, yeah, so, all right. Uh, good morning, Tommy. Andy says, roads are bad on way to work. Good luck and good morning. So I hope you check out that episode. See where it takes you. And if you have the ability to share tonight's show, State of the Martial Arts with people. It's, it's important. This is important stuff. And let me take a moment to say why I'm doing this, why we are doing this, because nobody else is. One of the things I love about the martial arts world is that it is distributed. You could say it negatively is fractured, right? There, there's no unifying force. I don't think that's a bad thing. But I do think that in doing so, it requires folks to be leaders and set examples. The things that we're going to talk about tonight are things that I and we have been doing. The things that I'm encouraging others, individuals, schools, instructors to do are things that we have been doing and things we've been talking about. We'll be We'll be rolling out something new, something I've been looking to find, how to present this information for literally years. I finally found it. I'm excited for it. And it will be the core of what we talk about this evening. So I hope you will all join me. I might have to take a nap before we get there. Good morning, Jenny. Jenny says she's doing the last three minutes of today's 30-day challenge. Hope that's all going well for everybody. Uh, did I have one more thing I was going to say about what I'm writing as Satma? Oh, control. Got the template done for the next 30 day program. We're not calling this one a challenge. It is a challenge doing anything for 30 days. But I hope those of you who are appreciating this habit, you've built a habit. Many of you, this is your 18th day doing this. Great. Keep going. We'll have more for you. All right. So today, lots of meetings. Um, meeting, I don't know, like six of them, eight of them, 12. I don't know. Just a lot of meetings. But good meetings, client meetings, team meetings, lots of meetings. And what else can I say? What did I do yesterday? Went to the gym. Did a bunch of errands that had been hanging. There, this, there was a thing with the bank and online banking wasn't working well. And so I went and I dealt with that. So that was good. Yeah, just a bunch of, bunch of stuff happened. All right. 
I'm a little out of it. I have been going to bed later this week than I generally do. Usually I'm in bed about nine. I've been doing 9.30, 10 and 10.30 this week just because I've been being social, not even out. I've just been up talking to people on the phone or texting with them or whatever. And while it makes me tired, I think it's better balance. You know, the day, the day goes fine. I'm going to have to catch up on sleep this weekend. But I'm trying to be a little more social. Trying to engage friends. Can't work all the time. Though I, I've made a pretty solid career out of doing um, You're all quiet. You're all quiet today. That's fine. I'll drink more tea. I'll just sit here and stare at the camera. <laughs> Kelly says it's hard to balance work and social life. It really is. Especially when your work is so important to you. There are plenty of people out there who do not like their job. And it becomes a lot easier to balance that. They work as much as they have to, and the rest of their time is not work. What about when you enjoy your work and you have big, huge goals that you're working towards? Well, what's changed is I've made being social and maintaining friendships one of the goals. So now it's a little more balanced. And that's part of the stuff I do in the morning is considering my goals and, and seeing myself achieving them, things like that. Kelly says, most of my friends are martial artists. That does make it easier. And Gad, good morning to you. Jenny says, that last three minutes. <laughs> if it was easy, it wouldn't be a challenge. If you just show, I will be honest, when I put together the 30-day challenge, there was a, a first draft that might have been a little bit lighter on a few things. And I said, you know, it's going to be a lot harder to get people to keep going with this if they're not feeling literally challenged in the challenge. Even though I know the consistency is the more important part and that if they do these things I'm asking them to do over 30 days, they will see measurable, noticeable improvement. I needed you to hit the ground running and be tired and a little bit sore and everything. Because unfortunately, we have been conditioned that that's where progress comes from. We could have a, a lengthy conversation. Well, not really. We could have a conversation about why that actually is not the best way to do it. But sometimes you have to meet people where they are at, not where you want them to be. Jenny says, hurts so good. <laughs> Tommy says, my life is a constant social experiment. It's good work. All right. Frank sent stuff open for us. And thank you to Frank, as always. Thank you to Josh for our theme song. Thank you to Denise for the audio. Oh, Tom, Tommy's quoting Brian Adams now. Uh, that might be a first on this show. This one? Yeah. So today is Benjamin Hoff part 
two. If you remember from yesterday, Benjamin Hoff wrote the Tao of Boo, and we had some conversation. No, I think I'm going to keep it that way. And we had some conversation about some quotes that he gave, and we've got three more of them today. Starting off with something with one that I absolutely love here. Lots of people talk to animals. Not very many listen, though. That's the problem. I bet you all talk to animals, talk to cats and dogs, yell at the birds, right? We talk to animals. But do we listen? I don't necessarily mean with our ears. Do we receive what they communicate back? Here's an example for you of the communicative power of animals. Uh, some of you know I used to have a pet rabbit, and at the same time, I, the last few years of the rabbit's life, I also had the cat. Rabbit had a stroke, possibly two, and it was bad. He started getting better. He was able to move around. I had a martial arts event in Maine. There was nothing I could do for him, so I set him up. And I was gone for 30 hours. I came back. Cat met me at the door. I was pretty sure I knew what that meant. It had been a long trip. I used the bathroom. She stared at me the entire time. When I was done and I walked down the hallway, she led me down the hallway, something she'd never done. Take a few steps, turn and look at me. Take a few more steps, turn and look at me. Take a few more steps, turn and look at me. I'm sorry, I missed the most important part. When she met me at the door, she made a noise. She made a meow that I had never heard her make. It was just a very different tone. and I was, That's why I was pretty sure I knew what had happened. She led me down the hallway. She led me to his cage. And she looked at his body. And she looked at me back and forth several times as he had passed. And she wanted me to make sure I knew what had happened. And as soon as I, you know, saw, I just, you know, she'd done her job. There was no doubt in my mind that that cat was communicating to me. I knew exactly what she was telling me. Now, some of it was context, but we use context all the time when we communicate as human beings. That's a dramatic example, but it's proof animals communicate and we need to listen. Rebecca says, yesterday was a Dolesville day for me. I visited my mom to help her bring down some boxes for her Etsy shop. Afterwards, I went to the grocery store to get some boxes, but was surprised to learn they don't give them away anymore. The best part of my day was going to my Yoshitsune Jiu-Jitsu class at night. I felt like it was a great class, and despite not feeling the best, I'm glad I forced myself to go. Hmm. I've said it before, people. It's incredibly rare someone regrets going to class. You may not want to go, but do you regret it? Tommy says, oh, I have full-blown conversations with my dogs. Sammy is true Sifu in the house. Cooper and I have to listen. Good morning to you, Stacy. How many agrees? Cat was definitely talking to you, without a doubt in my mind. 
Stacy agrees. Cats under, most assuredly communicate and understand when their humans are sick. Number two. It means that Tao doesn't force or interfere with things, but lets them work in their own way to produce results naturally. Then whatever needs to be done is done. Not force, allow, perhaps guide. If you think about it, and this is something a lot of people really, really don't like to hear. How much control do we have over things? incredibly little. And that can be very disheartening to some, but I see it as a relief. The world doesn't end if I stop doing something. In fact, most things in my life don't change if I start or stop doing something. The key, I think, is to find the few things that we do have sway over and decide which of those is important and go for it. Stacy says, my mom had a cat that would headbutt her hard when her blood sugar was off. I knew dogs could do that. I didn't know cats could pick up on that, but that makes sense. So Stacy, I don't know if you were here yesterday, but I, me- I think I mentioned specifically, I believe Stacy knows this book well. She says, and Frank, this rocks. I have the cover of the Tao of Pooh as a large tattoo on my leg. <laughs> I think I knew that at one point. Gad says, the last morning I spent with our cat, who had been with us for 15 years, was very special. She knew what was going to happen and that she would have to leave us and move on. And she let me know she was okay with that. I feel tears coming on as I write this, but wanted to share with you nonetheless. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I had a similar experience on the, the cat's last few days. Tommy says, I give the Tao of Pooh away a lot. Having books like that that you, you give away to people, I think is great. I give away Peaceful Warrior periodically. There are other books I give away. I have a, a young nephew. He's 17. And over the last few years, we've been talking about certain subjects. And a lot of it comes from this one particular book. And he brought something up from that, that subject area recently. And I said, I'll buy you the book if you want. Will you read it? He's like, yeah. So okay. So it, it arrived to his house on Monday. Kelly says, animals are amazing. I grew up on a basically old McDonald farm. I was bullied a lot as a child, and these animals, especially the sheep, were my best friends. In fact, at one point in my room, I was treating a chicken, two homing pigeons, a cat, and had a dog. My mom opened my door once, saw all the chaos, and quickly shut the door. (laughs) I love it. That's great. Now, I have not spent much time practicing Chinese martial arts. But if we look at the animal influence, you know, the, the animal styles of Kung Fu, It makes me think that if I was to truly embrace one of those styles, that spending time with those animals, that animal, learning from them, observing them, listening to them, would be a sensible thing to do. 
we often think that communication has to be verbal and that education has to be academic. But neither is the case. There's a lot of value in verbal communication. But depending on what research you're reading, greater than 80% of our communication is not verbal. There's a lot of value in looking at things academically, but that's rarely how most people learn things best, like martial arts. And our final one. The Eeyore educational system sees childhood as a waste of time, a luxury that society cannot afford. Put children in school at the earliest age possible, load them down with homework, take away their time, their creativity, their play, their power, then plug them into machines. I've been publicly quiet about it, but privately quite loud about just that for a long time. I have advocated and will continue to advocate for non-traditional educational for children. Public schools very rarely do a kid justice. It robs their creativity. It robs their spirit. In many cases, it robs their will to learn. And if you get right down to it, for most parents, and this became front and center over the last few years, what is public school to most families? Babysitting. Now, it's obviously easier to say than to do, and I fully recognize that as someone who does not have children, it's purely hypothetical for me. But I will say point blank, if I had kids, they would not be in public school. Not a chance. I have friends and I, I talk to them about their kids. Over, uh, over the course of, of the previous academic year, I know kids that regressed, that their parents helped them because they were doing school at home. And now they're out in the public school again, and they're in that environment. We've talked on this show a bunch about bullying and how unhealthy that environment is. And that alone should be enough. Nice. Tommy says, I do gym classes for homeschoolers for a few years now. That's great. And I think that is going to continue to grow. I'll say it for the thousandth time. If you have a martial arts school, you should be offering classes during the day if it fits in your schedule. Uh, um, oh, and Kelly says, on the flip side, when I teach self-defense, I refer a lot to predator and prey situations. Absolutely. That's great. Tommy knows a guy who, who lived with monkeys to learn monkey, and it was not him. <laughs> Rebecca says she was homeschooled. Totally agrees. I homeschooled both my boys. Gad says, if the will to learn is gone, what happens to the will to be kind to others and grow? Or the will to live? 
for that matter. Well said. Kelly says, I knew before I had kids that I was going to send my kids to private school. Fortunately, I was able to make that happen for their elementary years. Um, my mother and I discussed homeschool multiple times. And the reason we didn't do it is because our relationship was strained. It's always been strained. And we knew that. And we talked about it openly, that it was unlikely that us working together in that way was going to be healthy for either of us. Now, if it was really important, we probably could have come up with another way to figure that out. But that was the late 80s and the 90s. Here in the 2020s, you have so many more options. And I, if, if, if the options available now were available then, I probably would have given a shot for, uh, for a year. I loved to learn. School robbed my love of reading. Absolutely destroyed it. And what little was left, college killed it. So there you go. But that's not how martial arts is, is it? People love martial arts. Why? Because you're learning. It's physical. There's always something to get better at. There's discipline, all the things. I've said this so many times. Martial arts is the inverted puzzle piece to, pu to public school. All the things public school is lacking, martial arts provides. It fits in beautifully. Setting standards and keeping them consistent. Enforcing excuse me, respectful actions and attitudes. A love of learning simply for the sake of learning. Being challenged, growing, celebrating victories, not tolerating BS, bullying. It's going to keep growing. As what we have available to us in public school continues to deteriorate. And Honestly, we're not that far from some school districts collapsing. My hope is that martial arts and martial artists will step up and provide solutions. Kelly says, sounds like this is similar. My daughter wanted to be homeschooled. We would have killed each other was hard enough to survive teaching her Taekwondo. She is still the only student to yell at me during a testing. <laughs> and Jetty says, Kelly, Matt, her husband, has said repeatedly that I am his most difficult student for a similar reason. Not the same, but I get it. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to have multiple distinct relationships with someone. It is hard to be there parent and their instructor. It's hard to be their spouse and their instructor, their friend and their employer or employee. Most people can't handle it. It creates problems most of the time. Sometimes it works out. All right. It's time to wind down here.
good conversation today. And I appreciate all of you who chimed in. The conversation is a lot better when I'm not the only one conversing. If I'm the only one conversing, it's not a conversation. It's a, it's a rant or if you want a 10 cent word, a diatribe. I can rant and diatribe on my own. Can you use diatribe, diatribe as a verb? I don't know. I might have to look that up. But thank you for being here and, and sharing. Because we all get better when we share together, right? Just like martial arts. So my hope for you today is that you will take this conversation about animals and listening to animals back into the world. Many of you have pets. I want you to be conscious of noticing their communication. Don't just react to it and have it. Your dog tells you they need to go out. Notice how they're doing it. Notice when, where, why. Notice all of those things. What about that is human-like? What about it is not? What about the differences are more or less efficient? Keep that in mind. There are lessons there. I hope to see you soon. I hope to see you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. we got a Friday show. We do the show at 6.30. I'm probably going to be tired, quite tired tomorrow morning. Enjoy that. And if you want to support Patreon, buy stuff, share stuff, and the family page. Whistlecake.com slash family. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for being here. I'm going to go get started with my day. And I hope to see you soon. Take care, everybody. Peace.